Welcome back to Reflections of Darkness. Quarantine day number 33. Oh my share. And yes, I am in San Francisco and have been shut in, locked down, sheltered in place for just, what is that? What is 33 days? A month? I don't know. Praise the dark forces, I still have a supply of boxed wine. Or I'd be even crazier than normal. <laughs> oh. Well, now, let's get down to some podcast business. I want to thank all the listeners out there for all the downloads all over the United States, the United Kingdom, Ireland, Canada, and yes, that one person in Poland. <laughs> I'm so glad I could put a little evil in your life. Well, it's not that little. <laughs> All right, are you ready for some quick reflections, reflections, reflections? The first is 2018's Annihilation with Natalie Portman. This one's more of a trippy sci-fi than a horror, but it was still an interesting watch. More for the special effects and the scenes inside the Shimmer. Spoiler. I would say it's worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. <laughs> that sounded so unenthusiastic. Then that's kind of my thing. Uh, quick reflection number two is 1981's Saturday the 14th. Now, I don't remember who it was that messaged me and told me that I had to watch this movie. But that person owes me an hour and 15 minutes of my life back. Ugh. This thing was... <sighs> you know what? I'm not saying anything, in case it seems interesting and you want to watch it. Just trust me, and don't. <laughs> uh, well, that's all the quick reflections for this episode. Now on to tonight's feature. This movie came in second on my online poll. Tonight I am talking about Pet Cemetery, the 2019 version. Enjoy. So, right off the top, I'm going to give you a spoiler warning. Because, you know, if you haven't seen this movie, I'm going to spoil it for you. So, go watch it, then come back. This is Pet Cemetery 2019, the new version. But if you want, go watch the old version too, because I love that version. Original. So, this version starts out... <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, it's a flyover, the opening credits. And it looks like if you just put the Beetlejuice music over... It, it would be the same opening as Beetlejuice. Until you get to the burning house, which is different. <laughs> so you see the burning house, and then it zooms down into somebody's front yard. And so this movie has already started off completely different than the original. And it looks like everything's already over. Like there's blood smears, things are on fire, there's a blood smear on the door, and then... Bam, we're in the family car driving. So it is like the original, but it kind of mementoed itself and it showed you the ending, but it didn't show you what was actually happening in the ending because there were no people. It was just a place. So that was a cool way to start. So you see the family and they're driving up and there's the little boy, the cat, the sister, the girl, the mom, and the husband, who's a doctor. And they're driving up, and they get to their farmhouse, and 
Everybody's getting out of the car, and then, bam! The scary truck freaks you out. It made me jump, okay? There's something about this movie. It wasn't a lot of funny. Like, I can do funny 80s movies, and it's easy. But this one, it's hard to find the funny, because it was just jump scare, jump scare, creepy shit, scary shit, sad shit. I mean, this one's going to be a hard one to make funny, but girl, I'm going to try. Uh, so yeah, so they're all there, and the truck goes by, scares everybody, and they're like, oh, we're going to have to watch that. Mm, foreshadowing. Then all of a sudden, you hear these drums. Drum, drum. I can't make a drum sound. <laughs> I don't know anybody who can. Eh. Anyway, uh, so then all of a sudden, you see this procession through the woods of these kids in these creepy little animal masks and you find out it's like a funeral procession for a dog and they're playing the drum and they're walking with the masks on I'm like who what creepy motherfucking kid thought this up hey i need to bury my dog in the pet cemetery that's way out in these woods that's not on my property but let's all get together and make these masks and put them in a wagon and Somebody has a drum, right? Yeah, you get the drum, and we'll all go and just slowly walk with this drum. What the fucking kind of ritualistic bullshit is that? I don't know. But it was a great touch. Super creepy. I loved it. So, the dad, I think, goes off to work or whatever, and then it's just the mom and the daughter and the little boy at home. And the daughter's watching cartoons. I wish I remembered what cartoon it was. I don't. It was something dumb. I don't know. Probably. Don't quote me. Or quote me, I don't care. And so the mom's unpacking in one room, and the little girl's looking out in the forest. She's like, hmm, I wonder where those guys were going. I'm going to go out into the woods by myself in a place that I have no idea what's out there, follow them or follow their path to this pet cemetery, and then start climbing up this giant thing of broken logs and twigs, which we now know is the deadfall, I'm like, you dumb city girl. Do you know anything? One, you don't know. Are there bears? You could get eaten. Are there ticks? You're going to get Lyme disease. Do you know anything? No. Because you are a dumb city girl who just thinks she's entitled and can do whatever she wants. <sighs> Sorry, I'm getting off my soapbox now. Uh, then we cut to the mom, and she starts having the visions of her sister. Now, in the original uh, movie, this person playing the sister super creeps the body the face the movements oh i was expecting an amped up version of that but it just wasn't like the back part was creepy the face was kind of creepy but it just wasn't as much as the original or maybe i'm just too stuck in the nostalgia of the original but i just i wanted more creep factor from the sister person. Zelda, I think her name is. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to the doctor and he's at the school and I think it's the second day there or whatever. And he's like, God, I'm so tired of giving like basically STD checks. Cause it's all like my throat really hurts. It's probably gonorrhea again. You know, all of a sudden this man comes in on the stretcher bleeding profusely, got hit by a car. We all know this is Victor Pascal if you've read the book or seen the first movie, but if you haven't, spoiler, it's Victor Pascal. 
And we get this scene where they're trying to save his life and one of the nurses just freezes and she's like, she says this iconic line about the guy's brain. I'm not gonna let you die this Typo positive, pulling four units. Right. Lie down, okay, just lie down. Lie down, hurry up with those units, okay, Kelly? We're gonna fit him with a cervical collar to get him lifted. His brain, I can see it. Kelly, Kelly, go! Victor, please, where are we with those units? He's losing a lot of blood. So all the special effects there were great. The blood, the brain, the everything. And then you get the jump scare of the guy talking and sitting up. And so great, great jump scares after the death. And then more of the truck scares. They are really pushing this truck scare home. Uh, jump back to Ellie, and I think this is where she meets the neighbor, Jed. And, uh, just, I hate precocious little girls. Uh, precocious little children in general just annoy me. And she is definitely on the precocious spectrum. Uh, and she just, it just annoys me. And in my head, I'm like, girl, nobody cares about your problems or your life. Just put it all away. I have a side note here. The doc is hot. Not as hot as the original one, because he always reminded me of Elvis. But again, hot. I would totally do it. He was in uh, Winchester, if anybody saw that. Shout out to Winchester. I liked that movie. Wasn't the greatest, but I liked it. But he was in that as well. Super cute. So we get back to the doctor, and we get the iconic Victor Pascal sleepwalking dream that's done really well in the original really well in the books and this one uh doesn't let down it's it's really cool with that uh door effect where he's walking through the door and then it's the forest and then all of a sudden it's the door again and then the lights of the truck and it freaks him out and he thinks it's all a dream until he gets up in the morning which he's been up all night in this dream and he wakes up and it's super late. And he's like, why did I sleep so late? And then he pulls his covers away and his feet are covered in mud. So he's been out walking around and just didn't know it. And that's why he slept so late. Again, that's always been a great scene. And it was no less great in this one. Okay, then we get to one of the saddest parts of the movie. Poor Church, the kitty cat. He died. Jed, the neighbor, finds the dad, and he's like, come here, I need you to see something. And they're like, they, he shows him church dead on the side of the road. Clearly, one of the trucks has killed him. Because those trucks are no joke. And they just keep flying by. So they have to figure out what to do about church. Cut to uh, the mom's having more of her uh, sister episodes, where she's seen what happened to her sister when she was little. And so it goes in the whole side story about her sister Zelda and the dumb waiter and how she died and how she was left alone to take care of her and she never wanted to because she scared she was scared of her sister because her sister was all gross and deformed and crippled and what's the word I want twisted yeah that's the word uh, but the dumb waiter edition was really cool I do not remember that from the book or the uh, first movie so if it wasn't in either of those it was a really good edition uh, and then the sound of her in the walls and on the ceiling and dragging herself. Really well done. 
very very creeps i'm glad i watched this movie with the lights on because you know i was taking notes um <laughs> uh but yes very 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 good creeps because it was creepy what was i even talking about oh the lights it was because it was scary i was glad i was with the lights on because it's actually a pretty creepy movie cut back to jed and the dad and they're like well, we're gonna meet up like midnight and go take care of the cat and so they take the cat up to the pet cemetery and jed oh jed you mess he's like we're not gonna bury the cat here and the doctor's like what do you mean it's the pet cemetery is here he's like no this way follow the way i walk and so there they go up over the deadfall up to the native burial grounds which they kind of skim over in this movie but it was more explained in the first couple in the first movie and the book um but this part of the land was not uh favored by the natives because it was a dark scary place and they all knew it but they all used it because it was calling to them there was a great scene as they were walking to the burial ground and there was water and you see I don't know if it was Jed's foot or the doctor's foot as it goes down under the water and everything under the water is just piles of bones. That was a really cool shot. Very, very cool. Well, they bury church and then they leave. And, well, they bury church and the doctor's like, what were we doing? And Jed's like, nothing. We're just burying your cat. What exactly are we doing here tonight, Judd? Burying your daughter's cat. And that's all. That and nothing but. Come on, don't be shady. You know what's happening. Uh, poor doctor. Anyways, goes home, takes care of it, done. Next day, Church shows up, and he is super creeps. In the closet, dead. Stinky, crazy, angry. But I mean, if you were hit by a truck, and dead, and then buried, and then you came back to life, and had to walk all the way back to your house, I'd be fucking pissed too. You couldn't just bury me in the backyard? Ugh. Anyway, so Church is alive again, but he's not the same, clearly. Cut to the dad doing the obligatory internet research about the area and the craziness that the town has gone through. So, like, the returned Vietnam vet who inexplicably is alive again, uh, the, the bull that went crazy, and so everything with this town seems cursed. And, well, it probably is. It's in Maine. It's one of the cursed towns in Stephen King's head, of which there are a lot. So, cut back to poor Church, and the girl's trying to brush him, and I think she says he's stinky or he's sticky, and she's brushing him, and he, like, slashes her and runs away. I say slashes. He scratches her and then runs away. And so the dad... Uh, is like, okay, I can't deal with this. So he goes to look for church, and he goes downstairs. There's a misdirect in the basement where he's looking. He hears his noises in that dark 
doorway and he's like he's like i know it's church something happens and then church is behind him great misdirect again good jump scare i think it might have been the lights of the truck beaming out whatever it was it scared him cut to the mom now having more hallucinations i'm guessing they're hallucinations and it's not real but she hears noises up the wall and down the wall and she hears the dumb waiter come down behind the mirror in their bathroom and so she opens it up and there's a shaft in there and she sticks her head in there why would you put your head in there anyway but then she sees her sister falling down the shaft towards her and then she shuts the mirror and then it bounces open and it was just a regular medicine cabinet i was like wow this place is haunted as fuck but again why would you stick your head in there this woman is glutton for punishment cut to church is in the cat is in the uh crib with gage and he was i think he was trying to kill gage again another misdirect because that's not how gage is supposed to be dead so the doctor goes over to jed and he's like what the fuck did we do and he's like oh you know she just really loved church and i thought it would be different because, like, when I brought my dog back, he was fucking crazy and tried to kill my mom. But, you know, I thought it would be different with your cat because my dog was already mean. Age. I'm so sorry, Lewis. I am. Once you feel the power of that place, you make up the sweetest smelling reasons to go back. But I was wrong. Sometimes dead is better. And so then he tells a story about the Wendigo, which I thought was a nice touch, because, you know, doesn't really have anything to do with the pet cemetery, but, you know, still creeps. So they decide they have to put Church down. And I think, did they do this in the first movie? Uh, I don't remember. I know they do it in the book, where they uh, inject the cat with morphine and overdose him, so he dies. Oh, they do do it in the movie, because they do it to the kid, too, in the, mo the first movie. But he can't bring himself to do it. So he takes Church and he drives him far, 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 far away. And he leaves him at the edge of this, like, I don't know, protected zone. And where he leaves him, the cat's just sitting there watching him as he backs away. And the scene is of Church sitting there under these do not trespass, do not enter, danger signs. And that very cool scene i think they've actually used that in some of the marketing and it was really really cool scene okay cut back to the family and the little girl's sad but it's her birthday party everything everybody's happy the little boy's happy the little girl's happy the little girl emma i haven't even said her name because she annoys me so much but <laughs> emily emma so then we're coming up to the iconic scene okay this is Gage running out towards the street. You see the truck coming down the road, barreling down the road so fast. But then you see Church out in the street. And you see Emily see Church in the street. She's like, oh, he's back. Oh, I'm so happy he came back on my birthday. So she goes out. And she's and Church is just sitting there looking at her in the street, consuming all of her attention. 
and apparently blocking out the noise of the truck going down the street that this child, who is old enough to know not to be in the middle of the street. So then we get the fake out. The dad sees Gage running out towards the street and he hears the truck and he's running and booking and everybody's screaming because they see Gage, but they don't see Emily. Great misdirect. Amazing. He grabs Gage at the last second, pulls him away, but the driver still jackknifes his truck and the whole back end just barrels right into her face as she turns around. Oh, it was a good scene. So Emily is toast. Cat, nowhere to be seen. We don't know if he's there or not. So then they have to bury poor Emily. And I'm glad they took this part out because in the book in the original version, they had this whole scene with the grandparents fighting with the dad and they're like, it's your fault. Why did you do this? And the casket falling and the little hand falling out. That is traumatic. We didn't need that. And we didn't get it in this movie. They cut that part out and it was totally fine. At the funeral, there is a great part though, where the dad looks over at Judd, Jed, Judd, Judd. I've been saying Jed this whole time. Uh. <laughs> this look between Judd and Doc at the funeral was perfect because Judd knows exactly what that guy is thinking. Later that night, the father sends the wife and the son away to go with the parents. He's like, I'll meet you in a couple days. I just got some work to do, you know. I'm so busy. Is this hospital at this ho school? Uh, so he sends them away. And Judd knows what's going on. He knows this is a bad idea. But the doctor comes over with you know, a bottle, some glasses. He's like, let's get drunk. And I was like, oh, this could be going somewhere. No, not with Judd. That'd be gross. So he gets drunk, but he drugs Judd. Drugs Judd? He drugs Judd. Yeah, that's right. He drugs Judd, so Judd won't stop him from what he's about to do. Cut to the mother in the parents' house having a freak out over the dumbwaiter scene again. But this time the blood dumbwaiter falls and blood just starts to gush out the bottom. It was very reminiscent of The Shining. So again, super creeps, good job. Then you hear the little boy screaming, but he's not screaming Red Ram, Red Ram. He's screaming, Pascal, Pascal. And then the mom's like, what, what? And the little boy's like, Pascal says, go home. And the mom's like, what? There's no one here. But then you get to see what the boy is seeing. And he's seeing the dead guy standing there telling him to go home. But the mom remembers that Pascal is the name of that guy. And she's like, God, I can't, I can't figure out how he would know this. So anyways, the father buries, or goes and gets the daughter. Buries her in the thing, goes home, gets everything ready for her, falls asleep, as what you do, you know, when you're exhausted from digging up your daughter's grave and reburying her in an Indian burial ground. <sighs> Some people just don't think. Now, one thing I do want to say about this movie is they overdo the use of footprints and tracks in this movie a little bit, Okay. Because they have people tracked through the entire house, down the stairs, across the floor, up the stairs, down around. Like, how much shit was on their feet? Is it just oozing out the bottom of the shoe? Like, is it an ink pad? What are you doing? 
The cats are all over the house. The little girls are now all over the house because she's tracking mud. But she walked through the entire forest, through the yard, into the house, and it's still all over her feet? I don't understand that. Anyway, the little girl came back. She also came back fucked up, like church. This girl is creepy. So father starts to give her a bath and her eyes all janky which i cannot deal with a janky eye and her hair's all tangled and gross and he's brushing her hair and he gets caught on the stitches in the back of her head and she turns and she's like what's wrong he's like it's it's just a tangle and so you can see he's freaked out too and she's freaked out or she's freaky she's not freaked out she's freaky There was a truck, and everything went black. Well, it's okay now. Are you back? Back from where? Just under your head, okay? Turn the light on. So Judd wakes up, and Judd knows what's up and what the doctor did, and he sees her in the window. And this scene, this is, again, very reminiscent of the first movie. The little girl gets a scalpel and somehow gets all the way over to his house and jumps up onto his second floor. And so he goes, I know you're here. He gets a gun. He hears her upstairs. And he's like, don't go upstairs. You dumbass, leave. Go across to the doctor. But anyways, he goes up there. And I'm I'm in my head. I'm wondering, how the hell did Ellie get up to the second floor? Does being dead give you the ability to jump really high? But no, it's a, again, misdirect. It's the cat. And so he's coming down the stairs. And in like other movies, and this movie, anytime somebody's Achilles tendon is fucked with, Oh, it's so not right. Don't. It's just the worst. Clipping it, gouging it, anything. This little girl cuts across his Achilles tendon with the scalpel. He cannot walk. Falls down the stairs. You see that it's not Ellie. It's the guy's wife. It's her face. And she was like trying to traumatize him. And then she's like, I know it's not you, bitch. And then it's Ellie's face again. But then Ellie goes apeshit and kills the fuck out of Jed, just stabbing him, stabbing him, stabbing him with the scalpel. Jed did not, Judd, Judd did not stand a chance. She killed the fuck out of him, and he's dead. Cut to the mom is losing her shit. The dumbwaiter scene again. Oh, but she's the sister this time. I mean, fuck, this part was great. Uh, but she, again, is losing it. But I don't understand what this has to do. Like, they didn't really do a good job of tying in the sister to the other parts in this movie. It really seemed, like, disconnected. In the first movie, it seemed more cohesive. In this one, it was definitely disconnected. So, 
The mom and Gage are finally coming home. The mom's like, why haven't you been answering my phone calls? And the little boy points and sees his sister. And he says, Ellie. I think he says Ellie. He says something like that. And the mom slowly turns her head and sees her. And she's like freaked out. She's like, what the fuck have you done? And he's like, hug, hug your daughter. And she's like... And the daughter's hugging her, and she's like, I'm not hugging this piece of shit. This isn't my daughter. And so he, she takes Gage and runs. And so the little girl goes on a fucking murderous rampage, chasing the mom. And again, this little girl is super strong. Like, the mom has barricaded herself inside this room with Gage. The father's across the street looking at Judge's fucked up body. The little girl stabs the mom, and Gage... Ugh, this part is all fucked up. Hold on. Go back. So, the little girl stabs the mom. So the mom's running away with Gage. She locks herself in this room. She barricades the door. The little girl's beating the door, beating the door. And the woman's like, what am I going to do? And then she sees her husband outside. And she so she lowers Gage out the window to him. And he locks Gage in the car. He's like, don't open this door for anybody but me okay just me foreshadowing and then he goes in and the little girl had killed the mother and drug her away again this little girl was strong as shit so the little girl takes the mom into the woods buries her and her transformation was quick like that they had the the speed dial on that one so then the father follows them towards the pet cemetery and the mom kills the dad. It flashes back to Judge House is on fire. The little boy's in the car. And then you see the whole family, including Church, the dad, the daughter, the mom, all walking towards the car that Church is in. Or that, that the Gage is in. Church jumps up on the car. And they're all dead. They're all come back demon-possessed dead. And so then they're they're getting Gage out of the car. And then it is the scene from the beginning of the movie. But you don't see them actually take Gage out of the car. But you've already seen at the beginning that the car door was open, there was blood on it. And that there was blood on the main door of the house. So you're led to believe that they killed Gage and they were going to bury him. But you don't know. It's, it's left open-ended. This twist ending was so good. I did not see it coming. I did not see the girl killing the mom, the mom killing the dad, and possibly them all killing the kid. But they did have the foresight to burn down the old man's house, so there was nothing to trace it to them. And then, again, it's just left open-ended. There's possibly four dead people walking around, plus a dead cat. I don't know why this wasn't more popular. I feel like... This was a great redo of the book. I mean, it was definitely very dark. Lots of jump scares. Not a lot of... Uh, like I like in my scary movies, I like a little bit of humor. A little bit of goofiness. There was none of it. It was hardcore the whole time. But still, good movie. Good if you want to be scared. Sit in the dark and watch this movie. So yeah, that was 2019's Pet Cemetery. Whew. I am going to have to go do something light this t next time because this one was 
It was dark. It was really, really dark. But I like it. It was a good, again, a good interpretation of the book. And it had enough difference from the first one that it, you know, really won't be compared to it that much. Except for me, because, you know, I still compare it to it because I really like the original dad because he was super cute. I hope you enjoyed. Next uh, podcast will definitely be a little bit lighter. Hopefully a lot bit lighter. Uh, so please rate, review, re- subscribe, get my numbers up everywhere. Uh, hopefully this one wasn't too serious because it's hard to make jokes out of some of this stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, that kid got hit by a truck. <laughs> Laugh riot. No, it's hard to do that. Oh, a dead cat. No, hard to do it. It's hard to do it. Even for me and I'm good at making jokes out of shit. Not to toot my own horn. God, I wish I could toot my own horn. Uh, yes, anyways. Please feel free to uh, leave me any messages. Slide into my DMs. You can message me at EvilQueenSF on Instagram or Reflections of Darkness at Instagram. And please follow both of those if you're not already. Uh, but until then, keep watching scary movies.